0: to a new season of the gaming podcast live for 2023. It would not be a gaming podcast live if we didn't start off with some technical difficulties. So there you go. I hope that was amazing for you. Do my job as always. It's so good to be back this year. It's so good to be back this year. Uh, it's, uh, it's the end of January. We've had a little bit of a uh, hiatus since the Christmas show and a hiatus since the last season. Been using this time to just rest, relax, and, and do all the things. I'm your host, Mia Byte, by the way, and I will be your ongoing host once again for the year as we dive into all manner of the most curiously captivating queer conversations on the web. Try saying that three times fast. Queer... I can't even begin. Uh, As per usual, I cannot do this alone. And today, we have my lovely guest co-host, the one and only Robin Gray. Hello again. Woo,
1: I'm back. Hi, hi. Woo. I'm prepared to be curiously captivated by queer conversation.
0: Oh my goodness, you did it. You did it. You, <laughs> you did that so much better than I did. You should have read that part, right? <laughs> How are you? How are you? It's I'm a new good. year. I'm very
1: good, yes. And it's almost a new month because time mm-hmm. seems to be roaring past again. Um, it is, yeah. I, How have you spent, spent your uh,
0: start I've, of the year? How's oh, that been?
1: A variety of small breakdowns. But uh,
0: oh. yeah, I, honestly, uh, it's 2023. <laughs> uh, that's, that sounds about right for the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm
1: super excited, obviously, to be on this po- podcast about horror gaming, of which I know nothing. Um,
0: yes, so. um, you may have noticed a slight change in our um, scheduled uh, guests. We were meant to have the wonderful Luke Boogie on today, but unfortunately, they could not make it. So we have Robin instead, who is a uh, self-appointed horror expert. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've heard. Yes, in stark contrast uh, yeah. to what you just said.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm. I, mm-hmm. I literally have my internet on, on standby for googling random terms, uh, and I've recently googled, "Well, who's the best Dead by Daylight character?" And oh. apparently, Claudette is the most basic survivor. So, okay. I'm I'm down for a basic survivor. So, All right.
0: I mean, I we we do have a uh, a Dead by Daylight expert joining us today, so that'll that'll be fun. But before that.
1: Absolutely. Um, and as always, of course, with all of this, I'll do my link for you. Uh, you can keep up with all the latest news features from Game Magazine by visiting online at gamingmag.com.
0: Absolutely. As we said, it's a brand new season. That means brand new, super special guests. And on this episode, we're joined by none other than gaming, well, not gaming, sorry, Twitch Ambassador, and uh, um, up for for gaming streamer of the year. Sammy MJ. Woo. Hello. Hello.
2: Hello.
0: How are you doing today? This fine doing day. Wow. Well. Thank you so mm. much.
2: I'm very excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Did I, read, did
1: I read on Twitter just now um, that this is your first podcast?
0: It is, yeah. This is your first podcast? This is your first podcast. That's that's amazing. That's, that's wonderful i really oh god we got to set a bar now we have to set mm-hmm. a bar for this podcasts or it, we'll it's, just aim in the middle somewhere and then you can yeah it's like, <laughs> a
1: journey you don't we don't want to spoil you by being the best podcast ever because then wait wait wait, make- wait wait wait
0: robin you trying to say we're not the best, <laughs> best podcast ever is that what's going on here I'm, I'm managing expectations okay i mean i'm on it so yeah no, no <laughs> self-defi all right yes yes it's uh it's gonna be great what have you been up to uh recently sammy
2: Lots of cosplay-making, yes. preparing for the year. Mm-hmm, There's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a lot. <laughs> i ready ooh, to take a we... break now.
0: Yes, okay. Well, I won't dive into the, the secrets of um, cosplay and what um, you might have. Any cool things you've got coming up, we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll delve into that later. Uh, instead, we can go ahead and uh, move on to today's topic of conversation, if you like. Uh, the Big Question, if we, if you will. It's a new thing for a new season. Every single episode, we'll be posing a, a brand new Big Question. And today's is uh, we're asking why queer gamers seem to love horror games so much. So, Robin, you're the horror expert. Take us away.
1: <laughs> I actually know this one. Um, oh, really? I, so we did a series of interviews. I think it was to do with Dead by Daylight when last year... Uh, or the year before even, for the Pride efforts. Um, There was the Into the Rainbow activation, and we spoke Mm -hmm. to... uh, Who was hosting it two years ago? Two people, obviously. Um, Anyway, wonderful streamers that I've (laughs) I've just insulted by forgetting the names of. But basically, we asked the question in the interview, um, and somebody explained it really, really well, and it's about the othering, and it's about sort of LGBTQ people feeling othered by the world in general. Um, And so horror... Um, has a kind of really intertwined relationship. I I think if I remember rightly from Gaming Live last year when we had Erica Clash on and Bitch Pudding, we had a, a horror panel there. Um, I wasn't on that one. I, was, I, wasn't even, I don't think I was producing it. I think our um, our esteemed colleague, John Hernandez, uh, Stan the Mechanic was hosting it. But there was just great conversation about how the queer community kind of intersects with horror um, because of that whole mm. sort of feeling of being othered.
0: Yeah, I'd say that's probably one of the bigger reasons, like um well it's 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 kind of nebulous because you you ask somebody why they like horror, they'll probably just say, Oh, I just I just like I like the thrill, I like being scared or whatever. But there seems to be, again, like this overarching thing, not just for video games, but for horror in general, is that queer people really really like uh get drawn to horror stuff. Uh apparently I, I there oh God, I can't remember the statistic, but there was a, a huge percentage Of uh, queer people who actually like go and watch horror movies, which is, and it's like one of the main genres that they consume, which was super, super interesting to read about. And obviously, like you're saying, um, we have historically been seen, queer people, the LGBTQI plus community, as the other, as something that is not necessarily deemed normal, uh, if you want to go by those standards, uh, from like just the general cis het public. And uh, that's exactly what horror movies kind of do to like the the monsters and, and sometimes even the people depicted within them on the outskirts of society. A lot of time that you get the, the story of um, an outside force coming in and changing things as well, which uh, could be taken as kind of like queer coded, like fears against queer people, too. So there's definitely something there. Um, but yeah. Yeah. How about
2: you, Sammy? What What's your yeah. take? I, I I do agree, because I think if you look back in the past, I think it started with movies, and, and then mm. as time has gone on, and video games are kind of more of a pop culture thing, then it's intertwined a little bit with that. But it was definitely the... We started with monsters and creatures, and then once it became more human, you know, like in, in the 80s, and then Psycho came out, and things like that, where it was kind of more about the human aspect of it. Mm. And I think that's what we can relate to the most, because we've been through you know trauma and things like that as queer people yeah and so have these these villains i suppose of the of the the horror games Mm. and the horror films we can relate to that and i think most of the time if you if you look at gaming the perspective is always from what are they thinking what 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 are the what are the villains thinking what are those what are what are have gone through these experiences feeling and then we can relate to that a little bit more, obviously not to an extent, but we have always we've 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 gone through the same things somehow.
0: Mm. And I think that's how we
2: relate. And then when it comes to survivors aspects, you know, from Dead by Daylight, I think a lot of people can experience that kind of fight or flight situation. And it's it's a different take because now we kind of stand up for ourselves and we we have that moment to to actually be and fight back and and say actually no you know we yeah. are we're not running anymore kind of things.
0: So part of what you're saying is that we're essentially the same as the monsters in fiction, othered by the normal world, but mm-hmm. still absolutely slaying. Yeah. And let's That's and let's good. not forget <laughs>
1: that, that well yeah let, let's not forget that actually some of the best the better and best written villains, you kind of want to side with them because you kind of understand them, and I think that mm-hmm. you see some of the best sort of films out there um, and. The moment you start empathizing with the villain, the moment you start to actually understand where they're coming from, they go from this kind of like just horrible person to sort of like actually, you know what? If my foot, if the sort of shoe was on the other foot, would I? Would I maybe? And it's sort of I think that is really interesting because that sort of like continues the whole sort of othering thing as well. But I, I think you said slaying there that kind of just tipped me off for the next bit. But it, it. the the flip side of it, I know horrors are quite a sliding scale, and you have like all the sore sort of stuff that's just messy. Um, but the sort of the the less gruesome stuff of horror, it's camp. Mm. It's so camp. Yeah, it like, is. it's gay as um <laughs> and um <laughs> it's it's just for me, it's something that like, I mean, look what look look what Megan's doing at the moment to mm. to the entire sort of like rainbow community is, we we now have our new sort of like queer icon, move over Kylie, move over Gaga, (laughs) Megan's arrived. Mm -hmm. And I think that sort of like, we're quick to latch on to anything like that. And I do think that drag maybe has sort of played quite a strong role in kind Mm. of bringing, bringing some of this sort of like queer horror, um, into the fold as well. Definitely. Mm. Yeah.
0: I will say that the horror is definitely like an aesthetic too. Like they're they're I mean, most of these uh killers and uh just, just the way that they're presented within the media are uh fabulous in more ways than one. And I feel like there's something about the horror aesthetic that actually just really gets with people in terms of like even like the escapism aspect of it. Essentially like either playing a game which is like uh horror-based like Dead by Daylight like where you can become the killer and escape into something else for a little bit and like kind of almost take the power back. I think that's, uh, that's quite strong, especially for something like Dead by Daylight. Um, is
2: that something that you've, you've felt playing that game, Sammy? Yeah, I think so. I think it, it makes sense. Like once you kind of lay it out and think, hang on, why, why, why is that something I could do where you, you're more in control. You, you, you can see it playing before you and you think, okay, this is how I want it to be rather than on the on the foot where you're just kind of, you know, doing what everyone else says and being the, being the survivor and just kind of, okay, well, I'm just, you know, I've just got to do what the, what the killer does. But yeah, I definitely think so. And I think I want to say like, uh, I saw a comment about the final girl. I think that's a very kind of empowering thing. These, these horror movies and horror games tend to empower women. And I think as queer people, we can kind of relate to that and say, you know, we we see that we 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 see that and we think that could be us as well so i, I think it's a very interesting thing that happens continuously in horror movies and horror games where a final go is there and we think that we want that we 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 we're celebrating that
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely uh speaking of like the the um the aesthetic of horror as well i just uh, for the audio listeners this is going to be terrible but um <laughs> looking at your room right now <laughs> yeah. that is aesthetic mm-hmm. af um obviously you've got the uh dbd i guess that's the logo yeah
2: yeah that,
0: yeah, yeah i'm just I was thinking does it count as a logo <laughs> if it doesn't have like the, the text is the text usually underneath i guess like I, I don't know
2: actually i've not thought about
0: that we're talking about the five points of logo design here um <laughs> definitely what we want uh mm-hmm. but yeah
2: you you have your your skulls you have the yeah. um the
0: the the, the mask, kind of pink of the, mask,
2: yeah, yeah the, the uh, sword, yeah, everything. There's pinhead up there, which again, another oh queer goodness. icon from yeah. Clyde Barker, So, yeah, it's weird how we kind of
0: like transplant ourselves onto horror too. Um, I don't know if you remember what what happened. Uh, I can't remember if it was like the Babad, it was definitely the Babadook, but it was the Babadook yeah. and somebody else. They literally just like, this is our new queer icon, and we're just like yeah. shipping them <laughs> with other monsters. They're definitely gay. If They're ours right, now.
1: If- I think it was Slender Man, if I remember rightly. Babadook
0: and Slender Man, interesting.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Mm. all those those fingers.
0: Yeah, Mm. it's interesting because, like, as I was like looking in, doing a little bit of research, because I don't like to come into these things blind, obviously. uh, For this, I was um, looking at the the history of like horror literature and, and horror movies, and it's weird that a lot of early horror stuff, like literature wise, is actually queer coded. Um, the original Frankenstein is about a doctor who wants to create his perfect man, and apparently there's there's homoerotic overtones in that if you <laughs> if you if you read into it. Um, but yeah, who, who wouldn't want to create their perfect man? And like yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're a that's, dude, that's,
1: yeah. it's Rocky Horror all over again. Um, hmm.
0: Yeah, can I can I tell you something awful? I've oh, never, seen never seen Rocky it. Horror
2: y'all terrible movie night <laughs> <laughs> yes scrap oh. the podcast let's
1: just start watching it who can do a yes, sing along let's, let's watch let's start it now. with a time warp mm-hmm.
2: no I you're, mean,
0: you're, yeah sorry well, go ahead
1: no no I, I, was just, I was i was gonna move on but if you want to keep talking about rocky horror for a second go for
0: it well i was just to say that i know the songs because the songs are amazing of course but you know yeah that's
1: no, absolutely and but i think that the 80s don't forget went through this amazing kind of like renaissance of sort of horror that because it was all kind of aligned to sort of preppiness, um, there's loads of sort of queer coding and stuff. I mean, mm. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, I think. There was a whole BDSM scene, practically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Mm. Where the guy's sort of strung up and, and Freddie's kind of stroking his nails across his back sort of thing. And it's like, all, all he needed to do was turn around and say, Harder Daddy or something. And it would have been... the. <laughs> but it's... <laughs>
0: There's something very interesting about, about that. I've never seen that film, but that popped up quite a lot in research as well, where they're just talking about um, that as a queer allegory for the mm-hmm. whole thing, where uh, the main character of that becomes more of a final boy. Uh, and that's one of the first instances in like horror movies, where instead of a final girl, there's essentially yeah. a final boy. Yeah. And uh, having this outside force trying to take over your body, and he gets into potentially homoerotic situations, but then... When he gets into those situations, Freddie, who's trying to take over his body, comes out and then kills the people he might be romantically interested in. That at least that's one reading of the uh, the film that I've seen. And apparently, a lot of people in retrospect who are making it, even though at the time, they weren't like, "Oh no, this isn't this isn't gay." In retrospect, are like, "Yeah, that was that was that was really yeah, that's really gay." Mm-hmm. We did we did a lot of gay stuff in that in that film. And it's totally obvious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the it's most charged. Gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Uh, Other than that, I'd say in terms of like just representation, I think it's horror, as I said, probably has some of the earliest queer representation in general.
1: Um, It's because it was counterculture. like Even even Mm. sort of back then it was always going against the culture. And I think using that ability to sort of talk freely to, to, to other audiences, to minority audiences and stuff, it just provides... It, it, it might feel like a really weird setting, but actually the horror sort of world is is quite a safe space for kind of expressing differences and deviances and whatever else. Um, mm. But so, so, uh, so, I mean, you, you mentioned obviously a few sort of like horror movie related stuff, props on, on stuff on the background. Mm-hmm. Um, what sort of films, what, what's your sort of favorite horror films to watch? <laughs>
2: I think this kind of goes hand in hand with the question anyway. Um, as I think as a queer person, I think we're quite artistically kind of inspired. I, I, I think a lot of us can can agree to that. And I think that when it comes to horror movies, I think they do a really good job of, um, you know, sound design, art design and things like that. And that was, that's something that really attracts me. Um saw N.O.P.E. recently, yeah. Um, and the biggest takeaway I took from that, (laughs) it's really good. good. I highly recommend it. Um, What really, really sold me on that was the sound design. I just, everything about that really kind of like got me excited. And that's something I look for. So whenever I see horror games and horror movies, I'm always thinking about the the atmosphere and like the artistic side of things. And I think I kind of, you know, obviously I'm a, a cosplayer and things, so it's something I look out for. Mm-hmm. That's really something that gets me excited um, and I think that kind of going forward I just I need more I need more artistically driven horror movies please I just it's very exciting, yeah. very exciting.
0: did you ever see um oh God what was it called it follows mm-hmm. yeah yeah in terms of like aesthetic movies in terms of horror that movie was aesthetic AF and the, the soundtrack there's just the synth wave soundtrack give yeah. me more of that. I need more, like, otherworldly, unknow- unknowable horrors in my in my fiction. You know, just Definitely. this thing that, you know, you, you, you can never see the true form of it, but yep. it's either always there or it you see and it drives you mad. Like, I love that mm. kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. And that's great. I do quickly want to go back to what Robin said about um, yes, how um, the horror is kind of like a, an accessible thing for queer Writers and directors and things mm. to get into because it was a way to express things publicly without yeah. kind of being shunned and saying, "Well, we can we can show this because it's horror, you know." It's it's mm-hmm. a way of a kind of a, a, a you know a disguise almost to say we can put these things out there without being shot down because it's you know against the grain, yeah. it's against mm-hmm. the norm.
0: Mm-hmm. It is definitely a way, just like hire, hide hide away and without like risk of um being arrested or harmed or mm-hmm. anything like that. One thing that I did notice when I was like looking into the history of horror is just like how many queer people actually like work on horror films who weren't out at the time, but then yeah. like eventually they would they would be out. Uh for instance, I think um oh who was the actor who played um Norman Bates in Psycho? Apparently they were also queer, which uh mm-hmm i sound like a grandmother talking about like <laughs> like a yeah that jimmy down the street my friend. <laughs> in my <laughs> but yes um yeah so like it, it as you say it does definitely allow for being able to to work on these things and and get that
2: out into the world mm-hmm. without putting yourself at risk yeah anthony perkins there you, Thank you. there you go
1: Thank <laughs>
2: you. um yeah and, and
1: just to sort of go back on on um sort of favorite types of films i think to your point mia that i'm i'm not a massive horror fan
0: yeah this is interesting to me like i want to know like what you like and what you don't like Considering yeah, yeah, yeah. a massive fan
1: so i think anything with a good story and I, I think sort of picking up on probably both of your points it's got to have artistic merit it's got to be something more interesting mm. and i i i I like a psychological horror. I like um, um, a kind of rear window, a Silence of the Lambs, uh, but not Hannibal, because Hannibal was kind of just, there's this really weird period in the early 2000s where literally everything, any horror film had to have, it was just a competition of how many different body parts and how we can just cut off and how many screams we can do for no good reason. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I don't want to sound too much like a granddad at this point either, (laughs) but, but it's kind of like there needs to be a point to it or... The threat needs to be hidden, and sort of without giving too much away about. Nope, you don't really ever understand mm-hmm. what's going on, but yeah, but it's great. brilliant. It's brilliant because you because you you make each person can kind of like make that up in their own brains and process it differently. And you're allowed to kind of think about the thing that scares you the most, so you get to kind of imprint that onto there. If it's yeah. just in, if it's just in front of you and it's just a guy just chopping limbs off, then it's just kind of like, oh, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I
0: feel like that's a rule of horror in general. It's like as soon as you show the monster, it becomes far less scary than what you can just delve up into the back of your minds because yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's it's that
1: Fear the some unknown. of the best horror films that I've watched, some of the best psychological horror films I've watched, are actually been rated 15 rather than 18. Oh, really? Right. Um, translate that to the US audience as you as <laughs> as, you, as you wish, um, R and and PG 13 or something. Um, and I think it's because intrinsically what they're seeing on screen, it's not going to be sort of like spurting blood out of an artery sort of thing. It's just it's all up here. Um, mm. And and you, but I I love the the shots where it's like, oh, they're sitting in the shadow or you sort of see an open doorway and it pans away and it comes back again and there's an outline sort of thing. And it's just like, that's, yeah. that's horror. That's the classic sort of scream. I love in a sort of 80s, 90s sort of horror film, like all the screams and that sort of thing, because they don't take themselves too seriously. It's a bit of fun. Mm. Yeah. And I think that-
0: Oh, the- that's that's definitely a homoerotica relationship. <laughs> in, yeah. and Scream, you see right, the yeah. ending of Scream, how they're holding on to each other. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's definitely Mm -hmm. pre-coded. As you say about horror, though, like things that that, likes versus dislikes, I guess. Can we all agree that just jump scares are okay when used in moderation, but any film that's like using jump scares every two seconds is is absolutely the worst. I hate Mm -hmm. that. I hate that so much.
1: What about games that do that?
0: What about games? I'm trying to think of like I guess that's more like your your dead space and stuff where things are just dropping down on you. It depends on the tension that the game creates mm. though. Cause it's it's I guess it depends on the tension in general, because like you have to have that tension there in order for there to be a payoff of the jump scare. Otherwise you're just doing a, a big sound at people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs>
2: and that's the mm. thing that scares you the most is the sound yeah. rather than the actual jump yeah. scare.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. cheap. But again, like uh, Chad is saying, when used appropriately, uh, there is totally a massive payoff. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I can't really stand in films, but I can in video games for some reason, is gore. I just don't like stuff that's excessively gory. Um, Mm -hmm. I think even if it's like implied gore, like I prefer implied gore, but I think I watched um, Hereditary and I I. I got to like the last couple scenes in that movie. And I I couldn't I couldn't. I just had to turn it off because I'm like, this is this is too much. Uh, it wasn't scary so much as it just made me feel sick. You know, you know. And a uh, good film. Just um, yeah. Some some of the stuff it does for like shock value in that mm-hmm. um, like uh, vivid decapitation. Just so that's even though it's cult. implied.
1: That's it's that's like, the. But that's the issue of that kind of like two thousands kind of competition of who can outgross who, like when Saw and and um, Stolen. Uh, Hostel, that was it, and, and we're just kind of like they're just competing as to who can write the most screwed up sort of scenarios, and it's mm. just like I, uh, the the first Saw was interesting because it actually had a storyline, um, but beyond that, it just became let's lock some people up and take the limbs off, and it just became like well, not I'm not interested in that.
0: It's interesting because I feel like um, some films that kind of get gore right, like the the original thing. For some reason, I don't like gore, but I can stand that because it's again, it's this Mm. weird, like transform transformative, otherworldly stuff, which is like really, really appealing. Yeah, I I I hate the idea of just using gore as essentially, uh, as Chad is saying, torture porn. It's it's exactly awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're not allowed to
1: say Dead by Daylight. But as the sort of person from the outside looking in, what are the sort of best horror games? um, Using everything we've just learned about each other there, what's the sort of best horror games, if we
2: were going to sort of offer some recommendations?
0: I I can start, if you like,
2: unless you want to go, Sammy. I'm just, I'm trying to think, because there's been a lot recently. There's been a big Mm -hmm. kind of influx of Mm. slightly larger games. Because a lot of the time you find that there's smaller indie devs that maybe make, you know, an hour or two. Um mm. with Dead Space just coming out. Um Callisto Protocol just recently mm-hmm. came out, which was the original team, moved on and then did this. Um, and it
0: was Callisto Protocol was disappointing though. It, I
2: thought it yeah, was disappointing. I think aesthetically I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think the gameplay itself was a little bit, but um I think Madison did a really good job. Madison um, I've not heard of that it's more. oh wait it's, it's the one There's a camera involved, but it's a little bit more puzzly. And I really, I don't normally Mm -hmm. enjoy puzzles too much because I'm not very good at them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But this just, it flowed really well. It had an interesting story. And then it kind of took a little bit of a stranger turn towards the end. And it's something that I didn't expect at all from the game. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. It was probably one of my favorite horror games that came out recently. Um, And then there's some, you know, just kind of throwaway ones that just like, Cheap jump scares, but it was an enjoyable mm. experience. Um, I just played September Seventh, which is a very interesting game. It's a short game; it was only about forty minutes, I think it was. But
0: mm-hmm.
2: it it did it did the job of creating suspense for a jump scare, but then didn't give you that jump scare, but gave it you <laughs> a little bit later, just yeah. just so you were like, oh, that's not too bad. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my thoughts for that moment is that. Mm. That's their kind that's of all the
0: place. <laughs> I feel like Indy's definitely doing more when it comes to horror in the space at the moment. If you want the mm-hmm. real scares, you go to something like, say, Phasmophobia or one of the many like phasmophobia likes out there, where it's literally again, it's that fear of the unknown kind of kicking in where you're just walking through a space and it, this this entity could be anywhere. And you you actually have to like egg it on to figure out how how it works and it's just mm-hmm. that that tension there with like, oh are we going to be hunted? Am I going to get out? Am I going to lock the door behind me and let everybody else <laughs> just deal with that while I run back to the van? Or if you're like me am I never going to leave the van and just watch the cameras <laughs> because I'm a little tiny child? That kind of stuff is, is awesome. Um, I think <sighs> other people love it though, uh, this other type of game but I kind of hate it, like your Outlasts. I- I've played Outlast, I enjoyed it but I can't really handle, like, those types of horror games where you lose that sense of control. Like, you have no defenses whatsoever, and essentially just becomes a, I'm going to hide in this closet for a little bit until it, it goes away, and then I'm just going to go and do some more stuff. Oh, it's back. Time to jump in into the closet, or just run down a hallway, or I, in the I closet. Yeah, exactly. I've spent too much time in the closet. I'm not going back in there at this point, <laughs> you know? Uh, I will say the ones that I really like instead, survival horror, there's something about survival mm-hmm. horror games, like your Resident Evils. I've never played the Silent Hill series, but I've heard they're amazing. Or um, Signalis this year mm. actually. Well, sorry, yes. last year. It's a new year.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that are that are very very appealing to me because Mul-
1: multi-nominated gaming award. Uh, yeah, Signalis. We should say.
0: Signalis, yes, um, and and that wears its you know like Resident Evil and Silent Hill inspirations mm. on its sleeve, um, and definitely queer coded in that one. Um, but yeah, just giving yourself like limitations on the, the amount of ammo that you have, but you're you're trapped inside of this space where it's essentially one big puzzle that you have to solve as you go along while avoiding the horrible nightmares and monsters. And you have those moments of build up intention. So it's not constant where you can like put yourself together, but you're still yeah. expecting at any moment, something could come around the corner or like drop down at you, or you could be put in a situation which you can't handle. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love that. I absolutely love that because there's still an option of say, defending yourself and part of it becomes the puzzle of, okay, d- what do I need to get past this? And and once you're past it, there's that catharsis and I absolutely really love that about those games. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's mm-hmm. the balance at the moment that a lot of companies are struggling with is, do we make it completely survival or do we make it action? And yeah. somewhere in yeah. between is the perfect one. And it kind of just tips ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Enough action, but you feel like you have to think about it. I think that's that's the key to a, a successful, enjoyable game.
0: Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like, um again, going back to Resident Evil, the RE2 remake is actually one of my favorite horror games of all time because that handles it so well. And it's still a little bit action-y too and definitely updated from the original version where it's it's modern. You have the action-style controls where you have more options in the game, but it still gives you those limitations where you feel powerless at times. And But also, you, there's always a way out, which is kind of cool too. So, mm. And th- I feel like th- that series of games, I think it was Resident Evil 4 that started it, they actually have a, um, a system within that makes it either harder or easier Depending on the amount of enemies you manage to kill or your pickups and things, which is just a really really cool idea, and I love that it means that everybody's playthrough will be different, which is which is really cool.
1: I remember playing a horror game once. I think I must have lasted about an hour, um, mm. but it was a zombie survival. Uh, thing, but that you still had to run around and do a bit of action stuff. So th- it was kind of aiming, as you say, Sammy, for that kind of that peak. But the mechanism of it, someone in chat will tell me what game the title is when I start to describe it. But the mechanism is if, is it that the zombies were kind of quiet in the daytime, but when it went into oh, night.
0: Dying Light?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. They started running and all hell broke loose. So you had to sort of like get all your shit together in the daytime and then at night, kind of like just hold on for dear life. Um and I was kind of going around in the daytime going, Yeah, I'm I'm coping with this. And then at night where you can't see anything, and all you is a torch that's flickering, and you've got these kind of clicky things running behind. It's like, nope, nope, done. Goodbye. Turn yeah.
0: off. Yeah. <laughs> I had a similar experience with that game as well. It's like, oh god, <laughs> that I have no power here. I'm I'm gonna get killed. I'm gonna run. No. So so what do you avoid in terms of of horror then horror games, Robin? Would what will you not touch not with a ball? <laughs> um, no, it, it's no, I know. <sighs> um
1: I, I think i wouldn't i wouldn't touch them there isn't one that I, do, I i just wouldn't say no i think i just say no inherently to like it it's not my go to genre in in a way of sort of like if somebody sort of said do you want to play this horror game yeah i'll pass unless someone says to me you will love it it's the best horror game etc cetera, etc cetera. i've never played dead by daylight um and, and this sort of stuff it's kind of, it, it's that kind of, but, but okay, go with me on Dead by Daylight for a second. Mm-hmm. The I'm not a massive online game-loving yeah. person, um, mm. mainly because I've always lived in places with terrible internet. Um, and now we're in a house with a great internet. I might try it somewhere. But <laughs> again, I'm just online sort of gaming. I don't need to be shouted at. I don't need.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, goodbye.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, thank
0: you, chat. Yeah. Um, for uh, so the yeah. audio listeners, that was chat saying cancel the podcast. I'm mean, Full <laughs> agreement. What is we'll this? Stop.
1: We'll stop now. I resign in shame. Um, I'm very sorry,
0: babe. Very sorry.
1: <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna twist the question onto someone else then. Um, <laughs> if if you if you're kind of swinging around in the horror genre, um, obviously that's go to Sammy. Is there a particular type of game that you'd you'd prefer to go
2: to if you had like a choice of different types of horror game? What's the sort of I do like a cheap jump scare in a game. And I think for streaming purposes, I think it's 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 an <laughs> yeah. entertaining thing to see someone so mean, terrified that. of something, you know, a good clip, post it. There we go. There's the content. But something I really enjoy, I I do again, I don't like puzzles, but in a horror circumstance, I do. Mm. Because it's it's that it's that buildup of like, I need to do this puzzle because something's gonna happen if I don't. And it's it's the stress of it all. It's like that kind of. Yeah, the build-up to what could be. So that's my main focus, if it's got a Mm. good puzzle kind of thing going Mm. on, for sure. I feel like
0: that adds the tension so much as well, when, like, you're in a situation where there's something, like, around, and all of a sudden, oh no, you have to do this thing to unlock a door, and you're like, oh, okay, if I'm in here, (laughs) is that thing going to freeze and, like, I'm I'm safe? Or is it still roaming around and I could be grabbed out of this at any time? And it's... Mm -hmm. uh, that stuff is is the best. Yeah, it's it's, it's
1: definitely... um, just going back on something you said there, Sammy. It is. It, it makes sense why streamers, queer streamers particularly, but streamers in general, play the horror games because mm. it is a it's a gift to content creation uh, in a yeah. way of just sort of like putting yourself out there and and we have seen people make careers off of um, being a sort of a horror streamer and and dressing up in in various ways in, in amazing outfits and everything and that sort of stuff and I'm, I'm not talking about you um but it, it's it's uh, it's it just is that absolute gift there's the, the 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 joy the schadenfreude whatever you want to call it of sort of sitting there just watching someone just cripple themselves with kind of fear um mm-hmm. it, it's TV gold.
2: Mm -hmm. it also kind of it shows a little bit of vulnerability because you know we're in front of the camera we kind of you know sometimes a bit stoic and we present ourselves and when you put yourself in that situation those walls come down a little bit and you think hang on a minute no Mm -hmm. they are actually scared of this (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's one of the reasons that i refuse
0: to play horror in front of my community i cannot show weakness (laughs) at any point Mm -hmm. we're too british too British. Yes, that's it. That's it. Okay, cool. Uh, well, that was a very interesting conversation on uh, queer people and horror in general. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Adam Mail. Dear viewers, did you know that Valentine's Day is just around the corner? Well, our friends at Adam Mail have got you covered. For many people, sexual health is an important part of life. And around Valentine's Day, the best gift that you can get is to show your loved ones how much you care about them. Adam Mail are an award-winning provider of sexual health products who offer discreet packaging, 24-7 customer service, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee with a 90-day no-hassle return policy. But as you know, the only thing we love more than making people happy is charity. And wouldn't you know, Adam Mail donate 20% of their profits to help fight the spread of HIV all around the world. So a purchase from Adam Mail not only makes you and your loved one happy, but it also does some global good too. So it's a win-win. You can head on over to AdamMail.com and use code GAMING for 50% off one item and free shipping in the US. Again, that's AdamMail.com and code GAMING. That's G-A-Y-M-I-N-G. Some items may not be eligible for the full discount. Now, back to the podcast that that brings us directly to moving on to your spotlight i feel like that could have already been an interview question i don't know why i didn't lead with that but let's get to know you even more uh now so uh, i kind of want to know first of all about your your obviously you you, you're a body painter you're a fog whisperer Mm -hmm. but i want to know specifically about um makeup and artistry and what got you started body painting and how and how that came about because obviously there are some um you've done some amazing stuff yeah uh for real like (laughs) it's very 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 cool and
2: i'll probably pull some of those up but yeah you tell us how uh that got started so me and ron we were just talking about this actually um i remember seeing a video a while back now and it was someone that did cosplays and it was all just made out of cardboard that they had just cut up really quickly and just stuck on their face and that was it. And that's something that I wanted to do and say, you know, I could just, it's something I want, it's its something that I want to look at and have fun with. So it started like that. And then progressively yeah. I was like, well, now I kind of want to do that. Now I kind of want to get into body painting because that looks fun. And it just slowly, slowly went from there. Because, you know, I never, I always had these ideas, but I never put them to, to paper or, or whatever. So now it was just a case of, well, why put them to paper when I can, you know, put them on myself? I can be mm. in that, I can be in that horror game. I can be in that thing myself. You know, I'm mm. not an actor. I'm not a, I'm not anything like that, but I can do this instead.
0: For the, um, for the audio listeners, there are some amazing, uh, uh just body painting examples on, uh, Sammy MJ's, um, uh, instagram which are just being shown right now on the screen like a wide variation a lot of horror in there too uh mm-hmm. some of it some of it not necessarily horror like um
2: your elden ring <laughs> character uh yeah some amazing stuff amazing stuff <laughs> midge. We, her name is midge it was a marge simpson inspired look <laughs> 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 oh, that just kind of I went a bit it. funny <laughs> i see it yeah, midge. yeah. i guess midge is horror chat is saying so yeah i guess that mm-hmm. that works the yeah. most frightening one i've done yeah. And it it I like my my favorite thing to do is to look back at something I did three years ago and think, what can I do now? What what is mm-hmm. the difference? Because, you know, as someone that's doing it, you don't really notice. Mm. I don't notice any differences between, you know, construction and things like that. It's just something you just pick up and learn. But it's mm-hmm. so fun to go back and just think, that looks terrible. I could do <laughs> I could do that better now. <laughs> I don't I'm think assuming I could, an I don't amazing. <laughs>
1: I don't think any of these we could say absolutely looks terrible. How would you, uh, obviously sort of, it's a sliding scale depending how much applications sort of stuff you're putting on. But on average, like, how long does it take to sort of do something like this?
2: Um, A lot of them, because I always used to, I used to, it's kind of got a bit more now, but I always really enjoy doing things that are just items you have around your house. A lot of this is Mm. done with cardboard from boxes that, you know, from deliveries or whatever. Everything is Mm -hmm. just cheap the paints are cheap i just wanted everyone to be able to do it um so like to get ready before a stream it's about 2 hours ish depending on which whatever i'm doing um and then i normally give myself like a week just to kind of plan it figure mm. out how it's going to stick how it's going to work <laughs> and then and then go from there is it one and done or do you do practice runs first one and done One and done. That's so impressive. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And then, depending on what it is, it's kind of a... I'll figure out on the day. Yeah. I'll I'll be five minutes before stream and things are falling off, I'll just be like, I'm just gonna stick it on, it's gonna be okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Pinhead though, I did do a pinhead look, and I shaved my head for this as well. Wow. Um, Commitment. And each individual pin, stuck on, took about five minutes to dry. It was about five hours on the floor where my boyfriend just placed a pin on my head. <laughs> and I just had to hold it while the next one... <laughs> it was Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I was going to say, what, what, what is the... Is that possibly
0: one of the hardest ones you've done? Or is what would you say? I'd say the night...
2: So I did a night look, which is the new did by Daylight Killer that came out um, a few months ago. That was the hardest one because that was the first time at doing... I actually didn't post that on Instagram. I need to post that oh, on Instagram. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Oh no actually okay I changed my mind the train Thomas the Engine horror yeah because hmm. I am in there <laughs> I was that gonna was... say where's the eyes so I am in the face of that oh okay it's essentially a mask I'm below it and that's all above me right um the I backing see. the spikes everything is yeah I was gonna choose that when I saw that
0: um when I was looking at your Instagram uh, earlier I was like that's definitely my favorite. That's horrifying. It was, fun. It was really fun. Yeah. Um your otherworldly tank engine is uh, just horrifying <laughs> and, uh, great. Absolutely great. So um how do you get how do you get your ideas for this stuff? Like how does um, it occur to you? Do you just is it like just flash I need to do that now? Or or yeah, I think it, it comes you, a lot from
2: games obviously mm-hmm. you know whenever there's new characters that come out in dead by daylight or if there's a horror game that i really enjoyed because we did scorn a few months ago um and i just really like the the style of that it's very you know H R it's like i it, that's what i enjoy that's what i enjoy doing um mm-hmm. and then it just kind of inspiration from everywhere you might see like a someone's done a makeup look and i think well how can i change that into something mm-hmm. that could be maybe like a body paint and like i love the colors that they're using it just it's a bit all over the place, storyboardy, colors, designs, things, and then just figure out what to do there. Ooh. It's it's very haphazard. <laughs> so you, do, you, do you have an artistic background? Like what's your background? No. What was your background coming into this? Wow. Um, I did art at school, in secondary school, for about two years and I never finished my final piece. And then that was it. <laughs> like it just, it just hasn't done it. I've always had kind of like an eye for things. I've always Mm. enjoyed aesthetics, and that's the thing I always focus on whenever I look at anything. Um, Mm. And then it was just kind of a case of, let's just do it. Let's just start and just see what happens. Because I know nothing
1: about this world, but what I do know, having watched Glow Up on the BBC, is that drawing a straight line across a 3D surface is possibly Mm -hmm. one of the hardest things you can do.
2: Mm -hmm. So getting some of the lines and stuff into this, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's something that's happened as well, is that... If I can't do it in the situation, so, I've, you know, there's a big mirror and I do it in front of that. If I go anywhere else now, can't do it. I think I'm uh, trying to use a handheld mirror I thing. This isn't right. No. It's, it's very like big ritualistic. <laughs>
0: Honestly, it's the <laughs> same for when I'm just doing my general makeup. If I'm trying to use like a little tiny mirror, no, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. No. Not going to so happen. You're gonna have terrible to fly going your to mi-
1: you have to fly <laughs> your big mirror out to New York, basically, then.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, would, uh, would you be... Would, oh, have you
2: worn these publicly or has it always just been inside... Um, no, they've always been inside. I was oh. I just trying think of like, if I've ever answered the door tonight, you know, like to the driver <laughs> or something, just half of my face is blue. um No, it's always been in- inside, mainly because it's got to a point now where I'm like, they're getting a little bit, they're getting a lot. I'll just yeah. do the top half so you can see it on stream and I'll just wear sweatpants. Mm-hmm. um But the night outfit that I did, um that's a full armor set, essentially. So that's something I could wear, To a con or anything like that, and you go Twitch con cosplay competition. Let's go! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just have visions. You open
1: the door to a delivery person as Thomas the Tank Engine. (laughs) Oh (laughs) gosh! Yes, yes. What do you want?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, I I had one more question based on your your body painting. Um, what were you? What are you? Do you have any personal favorites, or 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 do you Um, love them all equally? Are they your children?
2: Kind of, because I I think Mm. it was more of a moment. I enjoyed that moment Mm. of what I did, because like Elden Ring, it's not the most amazing thing ever but i just really enjoyed what it meant for that time yeah um i really liked the one i did a few years ago uh, at christmas time which was just kind of like a christmas scene it wasn't anything in particular it was just kind of like aurora borealis and a snowy mountain and things like that and i just really enjoyed that mm. it was just very simple didn't have to be anything it was just just there mm. and that was quite nice
0: okay so obviously, you don't just play horror games; you play all sorts of games mm-hmm, on your mm-hmm. uh, on your streaming channel. Um, uh, what kind of games you actually are drawn to? What, what kind of games did you have like growing up in the house, for instance? Um, what, what's your history with gaming? I'm gonna gonna get to the bottom of
2: this. We'll get we'll get to the beginning. I <laughs> I didn't really do a lot of horror gaming growing up or anything like that. I played Resident Evil and and things, mm. um, but the person that was really into gaming in my household was my dad. So it was, it was like, kind of like the old, the old shooter games, the Far Cry and things like that. And that's what I kind of just grew up with. Um, my brother got a PlayStation. I never had a console. So I would always like, you know, if I was sick from school, sick from school, (laughs) I'd be on the PlayStation. (laughs) Final Fantasy, loved Final Fantasy. Um, And yeah, it just kind of went from there. And then as I grew up, I kind of stayed in that realm. So I've always Mm -hmm. played first-person shooters. I've always kind of played those action games. Um, And I enjoy them, definitely. But then it just kind of evolved into, actually, I really enjoy horror. I've just kind of become more of myself rather than what I was influenced by.
0: Mm -hmm. So obviously, I I move into content creation, especially when it comes to to video games as well. It's like... (laughs) was very easy for you. I think you started streaming back in was it twenty eighteen when you started streaming? Yes. Or yeah. yeah. How was that experience for you? How has how has it been as a content creator?
2: Getting um, into it and, and growing the way you have ups and downs, obviously. I think mm-hmm. we can all kind of relate to that. Um I think I got into streaming at a really good time, kind of like in my life, whereas like I'm going to start doing things now and I'm going to put myself and say, no, I can do that. I will start streaming. Cause I was looking online. I was like, I can be kind of funny. I might, I might, I don't you know. I'll just try it. And I started to better myself because I was very, very shy, anxiety through the roof, didn't enjoy communicating with people at all really. Um, and then I was like, right, if I do this, I can start, I can learn more about myself, improve myself. And then it just kind of went from there. And then then we had lockdown, and then that was kind of a good experience for me personally because I got to meet so many people during that time mm. that were having hard times, and I could I could be there for them, and that's what I really enjoy doing. Now yeah. that I've got to a point where like I have a strong core community, I've I've got more friends, and I can talk to them, and they can talk to me, and I just feel kind of I'm blessed to be in the position that I am. It's been an amazing experience so far, like. I didn't think it was going to be this, and then it, now it is this. It's, it's amazing. What was
1: your jumping off point for streaming? Like everyone has that moment when they say, oh I'm gonna, this was my trigger to sort of jump into streaming. Like you're saying you were sort of like, you're watching other people stream. Like what
0: was, yeah. the, kind of,
2: what was the moment that really sort of cemented it for you? Like I'm gonna do this. I think it was, it was when one of my friends started streaming. And then I just, I just thought, we can do this together. We we can we can go together, and we can mm. do this together. And that's what really was like. I will. I'm going to go live now. I'm going to. I'm going to do it. And I was in a weird point where I was like, I was out of work, and I wanted to do something. I wanted mm. to mean something to mean something. Yeah. And like yeah. complete it and finish it because I never finished anything. So that was the one. And that's great. I today. mean, streaming is the
0: perfect one for that because it's never technically done. It's. Mm. Uh, <laughs> The curse Definitely. of streaming—it's amazing. Um, in terms of like your getting on with streaming, then uh, you moved to Dead by Daylight with a focus on on that game and, and horror. Um, how did you move into like wanting to become a fog whisperer, and what was that experience like for you being again noticed by senpai? I guess mm-hmm. uh, to be yeah. to be handpicked amongst a again fog whisperers, a lot of queer people are fog whisperers. Funnily enough. How, how was yeah. that
2: for you? It it was, it was, a, it was quite early on as well, which I think a lot of people kind of get a misconception about because I think a lot of people mm. think, oh, you have to be a big streamer. I wasn't partnered yet. I think I was, you know, I, my my average viewership wasn't enough to even apply. Um, and it was just, I was really passionate. I just, I, it was a passion. And I think that's something that a lot of people have. And I think you should focus on that. If that you have a passion for something, go for it, do it. Mm. enjoy it because you never know what it can do and that was Mm -hmm. like that's what i wanted to do i wanted to get into cosplays that was the first time i started doing cosplays for a game that i really enjoyed playing for a community that i really enjoyed like it just kind of all it all tumbled from there and Mm -hmm. and built up and it was yeah it was a really really exciting time
0: well i mean you're definitely doing something very very unique in the space with the with the cosplay and then taking that cosplay into the game and, and playing that game i i remember seeing your um i think it was the alolan meowth cosplay mm-hmm. uh i, I was look i was watching that particular one i was like i was just losing it just <laughs> at, who does this
2: you do this and it's yeah. amazing apparently <laughs> like, I, I was i could one at that time it just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that was that was that was fun actually i really enjoyed that that mm. week those looks were, I think it was like, a, I did a few words like Pokemon trainers plus Pokemon kind of thing. In between, almost like drag king kind of look. And that was, yeah, that was a really good time. Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, adding on to the end of that, because obviously you went, we went on to even higher heights. Uh, you were made a Twitch ambassador uh, this last I mean, year as well. Yeah. Uh, what was what was that like for you when, when they contacted you and said, hey, would you like to be a Twitch
2: ambassador? Wow. At first I thought I was in trouble. I was like... <laughs> You know, you get the email. Oh, could we chat with you? I thought same. That's it. I had the very <laughs> similar experience. Yeah, I'm sitting we're there probably we're, we're being yeah. cancelled, kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I posted a cosplay and people don't like it, and that's it. <laughs> um, but no, and then and then they talked to me, and I was like, "Is this a joke? Are you are you, are you joking with me?" And it was. Yeah, it was a lot of you know hush hush. You don't don't tell anyone yet. And I'm sitting mm. there thinking, please, <laughs> I just need to tell everyone. It was yeah, it was a lot. And I it's it's been a really amazing year so far, and I've met so many amazing people through that program. Um, mm. And yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens and see what else we can do.
0: Hmm. Cool. Cool. I uh, I realized we touched. Shortly on uh, Dead by Daylight earlier, but is there anything um, you want to see added to Dead by Daylight in the future? I know they've they've added like queer characters now. I believe mm-hmm. there's at least uh, there's a couple in there. They've like retroactively added some
2: yeah queerness yeah. in there,
0: and there's like a specific queer character there. Sorry, I'm terrible mm-hmm. with names, so you'll have to fill me on what this <laughs> yeah. is. But is there anything that you'd like to see added on on top of that?
2: Yeah. So uh, David King came out. Um, he had a story arc that. Um, they release tomes that have a bit of backstory about characters because we don't really know a lot. Mm. Um, and then he got in his character tome uh, about his, you know, about his youth and him growing up and and things like that. Um, and then we also have like the Cenobite, which is very queer coded and um, they're in there. Um, me personally, I I've w- it mean, obviously more queer representation. I think I think it's very important. And I think for such a strong community around DVD, um, I think it'd be... A missed opportunity if we didn't get more uh queer characters in there uh for me personally i really really want to see the xenomorph i would love the xenomorph and ripley mm. i just think it would just be such an iconic chapter we have the uh the seventh year anniversary coming up soon so you know i mean DVD they're important they can be in dbd <laughs> yeah, yeah well. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And i think mm. it would just be such a fun a fun expansion
0: yeah Oh, is there anyone that you'd like to be added to uh, Dead by Daylight, Robin? Like any killers you think would work well? Sorry, just, just, I'm just generally interested now. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh... I, well, I think, I think going, I, thinking back to those kind of like those 80s, 90s kind of uh, horror films, um, I'm not aware of the characters that are already in there. So apologies if I repeat this in advance. But what I need more in my life from that era are boys in crop tops and jeans, because that's just oh. what people were wearing in those films. So I think oh. the opportunity to kind of like not only have the killer, but to also maybe sort of accessorize some of the, get some more sort of like uh, outfit choices that are a bit more maybe 80s themed or something, um, and mm. do like an an 80s run of Dead by Daylight or something.
0: Throwback kind of yeah, yeah. For thing. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, adab- well. I was just going to like add into that, um, just two two additions there. How do you feel about, say, like Pennywise the Clown being added to the game? Do you think that's already covered?
2: I think it's difficult it. because there is a clown in there. Mm. Um, and I think if you look at uh, Pennywise's kind of law and history is that he is almost essentially the entity who is kind of the overarching enemy of Dead by yeah. Daylight. He's, they're very similar, but I think it could work because, you know, Pennywise could gain something from the entity. It can be more of a collaboration rather than anything else. I, I think it could work. I would like to see it. I think mm-hmm. it could work. I think they could be really clever about it and, and implement him in a certain way it would be good i think it would yeah, really be good I have,
0: I have one more um that i think might be cool but i don't know if you would like you play the game so it might break mm-hmm. everything but
2: <laughs> chucky but chucky the the doll chucky could work i i think it chucky could, could work. work um we have charlotte and victor uh in the mm-hmm. game who are the twins um yeah. and victor is a a smaller character that will Mm -hmm. run around, but she does the heavy lifting. But I think they could totally tweak it into having Chucky run around with a little knife, you know, (laughs) climbing on the survivors. I think it would be a fun experience, and I I think that's kind of what we need a little bit sometimes. It's just... That'd be pretty good. Just seeing Chucky run around. Who wouldn't want to see that?
0: (laughs) I just want to see more ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: In the spirit of passing things forward, um, what advice would you give to a young person? Uh, a young LGBTQ person um, who is wanting to kind of get into the world of streaming?
2: I think it's scary. I think there's, there's a lot to still be done. Um, And I think there's a lot of kind of adversaries that you're going to have to, you're going to have to face. It's, it's, it's bound to happen. Um, I think my biggest piece of advice that I can say to anyone is find that community, find other people that share, you know, Things that you enjoy, there's definitely one there. there's there's a there's mm. a lot of us here and I think we do such an amazing job. and I think that's really just that that is the main thing. Just find that community and you will find it. like mm. there's no doubt that it's gonna happen um and don't be discouraged. I think you know, no matter what someone says, you can do it you're you're your own cheerleader.
0: Mm.
2: be cool. be exciting be you, you know
0: oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh again, looking forward now. Uh what about twenty twenty three? This year. Is there anything that you've got plans for? Are you going to any cons? Will we see you at like say
2: TwitchCon or something? We're in that I'm cosplay. Hoping so. I'm hoping so. Yeah, you know a cosplay. I would love to do more with cosplays. I'd love to do kind of like panels or things like that and just kind of maybe not be in the cosplay contest, but just be there and like excited about it. Um mm. yeah, I've got a few plans for this year. I really wanted to take this year as kind of a a me moment i've always kind of thought about other things first but this year i really want to push me forward and just like i want to do things i want to i want to challenge myself i'm not going to think about oh well you know are they going to like this is someone going to like this it's me this is this is this is the year um yeah i've got a few things planned. a few things planned, but i can't say anything (laughs) oh Secrets, secrets. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Well, that was the last question of the interview, but not the end of the podcast because we always finish with a section we like to call quick fire questions. Uh, we are essentially going to throw uh, a bunch of questions at you and you just answer as quickly as you can. Y- you're allowed to think about it, but you know, <laughs> just, just keep it brief. The first thing mm-hmm. that comes to mind, uh, okay. it's a little bit of fun. Uh, it's going to be great. Robin's got the first question.
1: I have indeed. Uh, what's been your favorite
2: game this past year? Past year, Madison. Ooh.
0: Definitely. Okay. Well, what was the game that defined your childhood?
2: Ooh. Um, F- future Cop LAPD. Nice. I hadn't <laughs> heard of that one. I'll ask you about it afterwards.
1: <laughs> reference. Um, who's your favorite video game character?
2: Um. Oh God, Lara Croft.
0: Oh, What game do you most want a sequel to?
2: Oh no, um, uh, you know what, Madison, I'd love a second oh, one.
1: Okay. Fair. Um, Alive or Dead, who would be your dream stream guest?
2: Stream guest, stream guest, mm. Oh no. I don't know, that's a hard one. i will circle
0: back, i will circle or back. Yeah, come back yeah. to that one. We'll come back to that one. Alright, is there anything coming out this year you are looking forward to in 2023?
2: Um yes, Dead Island. Dead Island 2 mm. is coming out Ooh. finally. Yeah. It's been Very cool. 12 years yeah. or something. <laughs> uh
1: sorry, that was me, isn't it? Um what yeah, word what what one word sums up your Twitch streams?
2: Chaotic.
0: Excellent. Have... Okay, best Dead
2: by Daylight killer. Oh, no. Um mm-hmm. for me personally, I <sighs> Trickster. I have to say Trickster. trickster. Mm-hmm.
1: It's um you're marooned on an island um what yeah. three games
2: would you want to have with you three games these can be connected um, to the internet it's a technical island that's connected okay to the internet, but you can't um <laughs> a pokemon game i'm not sure which one maybe like one of the originals blue i can say mm-hmm. pokemon blue um i've dead by daylight i have to um okay. and oh i don't know maybe apex legends could be fine. Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to circle in the back. In... Yeah, I was going to say, let's circle
1: back to um,
2: the to Dreams, dreams, dreams
1: right.
0: Guest.
2: So, dreams who you would guessed? you just
0: love to meet, I guess? I think someone.
2: It's really hard. <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll have Okay. I think I'm going to go someone with like Kylie Minogue or something. Someone that yeah. would just be really fun. Wouldn't really know much about the gaming world, but just like. Be excited. I can oh see Kylie slaying it around it by
0: daylight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like running around not knowing what to do, but being having <laughs> yeah. so much fun doing it. Yes, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. and being All F-y. right. Last question. No You're free to take more time on this if you would like to. Okay. Because it is, where
2: can people find your content? And what have you got coming up on the channel? Perfect. So I'm MJ on Mostly Everywhere. I've got some underscores in there. I think my Twitter's Sammy underscore M underscore J. Whoever took SammyMJ. <laughs> you. Um, on Instagram as well. Sammy underscore M underscore J. Um, 2023. I've got cosplays coming up. I want to get back into cosplays again. Weekly, if I can. Really push that. Um, Conventions. I want to go to conventions. TwitchCon. Excited for that. Mm. You know, gaming awards. I want to oh, go yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think this year I just really want to... I want to do more... Do more for me, but do more for others as well. i mean start so to do some charity streams. I've got some charity streams coming up, um, especially in today's climate in the UK with some mm-hmm. laws um, and Scotland. So I really want to, I really want to go that way and do a lot more for other people this year.
0: Awesome, yeah, awesome. So that's, that's absolutely fantastic. Yes, I would love to see that. So. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on uh, this episode of the Gaming Podcast Live. This is the end of the show. Uh, massive thank you, of course, uh, to our lovely, super special guest, Sammy MJ, for joining us today. And, uh, you. you know, I'm my co-host, Robin Gray. You've you've been great. Thank you so much for stepping in. Always a in. pleasure. It's always yes. a pleasure. <laughs> I hope you had fun today. Specifically you, Robin, considering mm-hmm. you, you didn't know anything about yep. horror. I learned some stuff. You surprised me with how much you actually did. Yeah. So you can't say (laughs) you knew nothing.
1: Horror games, no. Horror films, yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So thank you again for joining us on this episode of The Gaming Podcast Live, the brand new season. We will be back in two weeks' time for a Valentine's Day special. Well, not necessarily on the day, but Valentine's special. And don't forget... Uh, you can vote your favorite streamer right now and game at the uh, gaming... Ma- oh, nope, it's nope, closed. that's wrong. It's that's closed. technically wrong. That's closed. <laughs>
1: closed. That's closed. <laughs> Thank you. The votes have been counted. The and votes I know have been him, counted. And the winners are currently in my head.
0: I thought so... that was that. I was like, that's closed. <laughs> yeah, As no, I was let, saying let's,
1: it. Let's delete that bit out of the script. Yeah, let's delete that
0: bit out um, of, the, of the script. Top for marked
1: brand, for, for brand usage, though. I'm, I'm good with that. But yeah, sadly, yeah. it is closed. But actually, mm-hmm. tune in on... Thursday to our social media um and we'll be finally announcing uh the official date reveal on Thursday um so you'll all get to find out what day um in the spring you get to watch Gaming Awards uh and also as always they'll be broadcast live here on Twitch.
0: Absolutely fantastic.
1: in the meantime, <laughs> uh, you can follow the Gaming Mag uh, channel right here on Twitch or subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any of these amazing shows. And, of course, podcasts can be listened back at any time uh, on all major podcasts, platforms. And if you're listening there now on the audio, come on over to Twitch uh, to watch us live because it's much more chaotic uh, and you get to see the things that we're actually describing.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's right at twitch.tv forward slash gamingmag yes. with a G-A-Y. So uh, come on over here. Right, so um, I'm going to be back for the new season of our charity hangout, Let's Go Gaming, in exactly one week's time. That's also now on a Sunday, which is really cool because that means that whenever you decide to tune in on a yeah. Sunday, there's always going to be something happening on the Gaming Mag Twitch channel. Absolutely Awesome, and uh, until then, don't forget to keep reading, watching all the shows, and doing all the stuff. Uh, just generally, everything. Gaming magazine. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great this year. We're gonna have a great season, and I'm, uh, I'm so happy to be kicking it off with all of you. But for now, we'll see you next time.